Welcome to another episode of Going Higher Together. I am your host, Tara Tucker, here with my co-hosts, Shakita and India J. Hello, everyone. Hi. We have a very special guest for you today. And um, come on in, get comfortable, join the conversation, share this broadcast, and engage. We love when you engage. So come on in. Um, I want to welcome... Andrea Renee to the stage. You're on stage, Andrea. We welcome you. <laughs> Hi. <Tanya. laughs> no, I was having trouble hearing y'all. I'm sorry. I was trying to fix it. 
No, I hadn't I hadn't added you yet. I was just doing the introductions and then oh. I added you on. I was being dramatic today and I added you on like, here's Andrea, you know, so I was doing that. So Andrea Renee is the author of You Are Favor and we are very blessed to have her come here and share her testimony with us. And um, what I'm going to do first in true going higher together fashion is pray and invite the Holy Spirit to come in here with us. Because we don't want to, we want to speak things that he wants us to speak and we want to reach the audience. He knows what everyone needs to hear. So let's uh, everyone, uh, you know, pray with the sister. All right. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Father God, we thank you and we bless you. We honor you, Lord. We thank you for just allowing us to see this day, Father. We thank you for bringing us together for such a time as this. We thank you for all the ones who are listening live and who will be uh, listening on the replay, Father. And we thank you and bless you, Father, because you are so good. And right now we just invite you and your Holy Spirit to just rest, rule, and abide with this broadcast. We ask that you decrease us, Father, and that you increase, Father, that everything is done for your glory, Father, and not out of vain glory, out of our flesh, Father. We lift you up, hallelujah, and we thank you and bless you, Father. Be with Andrea as she speaks. Be with Kiki and, and India and myself, Father, and even with Monica when she comes on later, Father. We thank you and bless you, Father. And we just ask that you move, Father, within the midst of us, Father, and you prick hearts, Father, and open ears, Father, and open minds, Father. We know a lot is going on in the country right now, Father. But even for this time right now, Father, we just want to cut that out right now. We just want to concentrate on you. We want to lift your people up, Father. We want to testify of your goodness and your faithfulness, even in the midst of. So we thank you and bless you and we honor you father we plead the blood of jesus even over the listeners father even over everyone who was here with us today father even on the replay father we plead the blood of jesus over the airways father we thank you and bless you and we honor you in jesus name amen amen, amen. i feel like every time i'm talking because i have all these braces i'm <laughs> if anyone's ever had <laughs> braces you feel my pain. If anyone has ever had braces, you feel my pain. Okay, so we are live. And Andrea, I'm so thankful to have you here. <laughs> I'm live on my Instagram page. You guys can't see the show. If you go to my YouTube, Tara Tucker, you can actually see the show. Um, but I, I'm streaming live for behind the scenes. So to just kick everything off, I'm going to read an uh, excerpt out of her book. And, and then we'll go from there. So I'm going to share my screen with you all. And I'm going to read this excerpt because her book is so awesome. Let me let me oh, just thank you. You're welcome. Before I go there, Andrea, we met when I had a salon still when I was doing <laughs> hair and she was going on vacation and she yeah. wanted to try some locks. The lock. Yep. crochet. Yeah. And then I did mm -hmm. her crochet. I'm looking down at them. I should be looking at y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I did her crochet and we hit it off and um, we've yes. been cool ever since. Now, I did I solicit like, how did you get to do the book with me? I can't remember. You posted in the uh, Facebook group that you have. Okay. Uh, I, what is it? I coach you, right? No, that was before that. I think I, I posted on my page to get people in that group. Yes, you did. Yeah, you, did. you write, I coach, you publish. Right. And you came right in. And I was yeah. like, hey. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was offering them assistance, like literally for the low. I just wanted to help them to get yep. their story out. And she took advantage of it. And you see the finished result. Mm -hmm. And it's an amazing book. But 
I applaud you for working through all that mindset stuff. You really got to it. And because yeah. you have a very, very powerful story. And I'm so excited for them to hear it. So let mm -hmm. me read an excerpt and then we're going to go right into it. Okay. Okay, you guys, let me share my screen. Hold on. Okay, so this is page 136 of Andrea Renee's book, You Are Favor. I was having a conversation with my mom in the winter of 2019, and I was expressing to her that I felt as if I had to go through some peculiar things in my life, some tough stuff, some stuff most people would not survive and surely would not still desire to serve God through. From vagin... <laughs> From vaginismus to depression, to suicide attempts, to marriage troubles, to losing my very first baby. I mean, just tough stuff. It makes me wonder and ask God questions, right? Overall, though, I know he has a plan. He had a plan before I experienced any of those things. Pain produces power. I love that. Pain produces power. It's just God's way. It hurts in the process, but there is a beautiful end to the pain and suffering. God promised that if we suffer with him, we will reign with him. I mm. love that. So mm. let's talk about that. I want you to first tell us what is vaginismus. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard word if you're not used to it. And um, a lot of people don't know what it is. Um, so vaginismus is basically a basic definition is it is anxiety mm -hmm. of the vagina. Anxiety of the vagina. Okay. Yep. So um, take us deeper. Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so basically it was over some years and um, was just having trouble consummating uh, marriage. And um, finally after year nine, it was funny. Let me go back because when we were um, probably in like year one and I was randomly watching, um, I don't remember, I don't know if y'all remember the TLC shows, like where they have baby shows and marriage shows oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, um, oh, I'm dating myself. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was watching one of those TLC shows and th there was these doctors from New York that helped this young lady that was having trouble consummating her marriage. And so it, and, you know, it kind of went off in my head. Like, I wonder if that's what's wrong with me. But years and years later, um, didn't really become uh, proactive in getting help until year nine. And so, um, let me see. I went to countless, it's in the book, but I went to countless doctors. It's crazy because normal, well, I won't say normal, but everyday gynecologists don't really know what vaginismus is. Um, so I would describe what was wrong with me. And they, the first, the, I think the second doctor was like, okay, well, you probably just need surgery to remove your hymen. So I had a hymenectomy. And so then after that, you know, you try to consummate again and nothing happens because it's not a physical issue. It's it's really all in the mind. It's an anxiety attack of the vagina. Um, so I know it's absolutely different. <laughs> um, 
and being a woman that waited until I got married, you know, I was just like, like, why me? Like, yeah, there's people yeah. out here getting it in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, right, right. <laughs> what is this? You know, so like the confusion, the hurt, the all of that. Like, I had, I had a whole surgery, and it didn't wow. work. You know, so it was just that I I went to sex therapists, I went to regular therapists. Um, it was a journey. And who do you tell that you're having this problem? Girl, who? <laughs> yeah. So I was struggling with that too, because it's like that's embarrassing. Like, you know, and people are asking as the years go on, like, where's your kids? Or do y'all want kids? Or uh... You know, so you got that on top of that. It it was it was rough. That, a, that was rough. As a woman going through that, did you feel at any time less than? <gasps> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like every day. Wow. Because it's like you want to give, you know, your mate the baby that they want, the family mm-hmm. that they want, the yeah. the family that you dreamed of. And you can't, you literally can't do it. Like, it's not your fault. Now I know that. Yeah. But going through it, I'm like, I carried a lot of um, guilt. um, All of that. Because it's like, I I literally cannot do what I imagined or what I dreamed of, of having a family and all of that. So um, definitely carry guilt. Definitely carry shame. Um, embarrassment big time um it was a lot of times where you know I would just pretend like we were good yeah <laughs> because, yeah you know in conversations with other couples and all of that there was one couple that actually knew the details of what we were going through and I thank okay. God for them okay. because we were able to be transparent with them, you know, okay. and me with um, my friend, the wife, we were able to act, I was able to actually tell her everything, mm-hmm. you know, and they held that, they held it. Cause I never heard about our situation until I talked about it. That's important, right? It's important mm-hmm. for us to have people that we can be transparent with because holding that right. in is so much bondage and you're in there, so you're, you, you know what I mean? You're falling apart and you're like, mm-hmm. well, who can help me? Who can get me out right. of this dark place? And sometimes, like you said in your book, I got some questions, God. Like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> like, is this is this it? Like, yeah. I waited all this time and I can't even, you know, do the normal thing that normal couples do. But going back, I'm sorry, going back to the TLC thing, those are the doctors that ended up helping me. Um, after year nine, when I was like, nope, yeah, we got we got to do something. So um, I was again on YouTube. I'm on Google. I'm on Girl. everything. <laughs> and so that video came back, and I was like, "That was it," you know. And so I ended up researching where the doctors were, and they mm-hmm. were in New York. Um, and so it's in the book too, the process of getting yeah. there and getting treatment. Thank God I was cured. Woo! Praise God. Yes, for real. Man, that was like, that was the most amazing experience. And like, I'm so thankful because 
some people don't get an opportunity to get healed or to to get an answer you know so I'm even though it was hellish going through it I'm so thankful that God created a way of escape for real amen amen (laughs) and that was your escape what was important um to realize is that you caught on the cues like hey this is for me you saw Mm -hmm. the video and then it came around again and something inside of you agreed with that you know what i mean that moves like that yeah so that's really cool that you were discerning enough to see okay this is my sign what are the odds Mm -hmm. right you know what i mean Mm -hmm. a youtube video what are the odds (laughs) yeah (laughs) Do you guys have a question for her? Because you know I'll just keep going. So you guys, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. So I gotta ask, uh, how do your trust level go up with God? Like, was it mm. more you started to trust Him, or you allowed, you know, Him to wow. maneuver your path? So you saying people, a lot of people they'll move back, like. Okay, God, what is you know? There's so much stuff is happening. I just want right. to know: Can you take us on your trust level? as it mature with him so through the vaginismus journey yeah oh my trust was low low i ain't even gonna lie okay <laughs> like um because i was so disappointed that disappointment right. it could take you to some 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 dark places um right. but when i finally found the answer i feel like my trust still was like is this gonna work you know, but right. I read on their website, they had like a 97% success rate um, okay. with helping other women. So then my trust kind of went up, but then there was a major cost um, because vaginismus is not recognized as like cancer mm-hmm. or, you know, lupus or a, a disease that doctors recognize. It's not one of those right. types of diseases. So um, you had to front the cost and that was another huge hurry um but god literally laid out the path for that it was just amazing to see and to watch um where everything was paid for in cash like it was it was a miracle like i can say i've seen god work a miracle in my life like that that was a miracle um now, as far as my trust and my faith through it, like I said, it was low because it was just a peculiar situation. I didn't have right. anything to go off of. I mean, I ain't never heard of anybody dealing with this. I mean, the closest I could think of is a woman in a in the Bible who had the issue of blood. That was like right. the closest I could do. And, and then I um I read about Hannah and Sarah a lot too, you know, because okay. I wanted children. But um I would say that that. It was the Holy Ghost. That was the only thing that was keeping me together. That was the only thing that was keeping my faith a little bit there. You know what I'm saying? Where I was just like, okay, God, I know that you can do this. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure when, but I'm just going to keep going. So um, that's an important thing. I like that you said the Holy Ghost because that was, that I don't have any other baby. explanation. <laughs> <laughs> Without yeah. that, who baby? Where I, would we I be definitely like, wouldn't I, be I, here. Mentally, where will you be? Mm. Not, Not here. Not <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not here or completely out of my mind for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how you got to because you wrote about depression and suicide attempts? Was mm-hmm. this the cause? The depression was really throughout. Because like I said, my faith, my trust, I didn't know who to really 
go off as an example of somebody going through this. Um, but the suicide attempt happened probably about a couple of years or a year after I graduated from college. So that was, ooh, my 20th high school reunion is coming up. So that was like wow. <laughs> maybe wow. 17 years ago or something like that. Yeah. But you've dealt with a lot of emotional uh, yes. Yeah, attacks and and just so being a person. Yeah. Yeah. So being a person that has experienced depression over years, um, that situation was just another weight, you know. And I say this in the book too. Like I wish, I know, I know the word. Like, uh-huh, but uh-huh. I wish that I would have applied it to those years a little better than what I did. Because honestly, some days just was, it it wasn't good, you know, but it's like, you got to do the work for yourself. You, yeah. you, so Jesus in therapy, I'm a strong advocate for, yeah. like, Jesus can do anything, absolutely, uh-huh. but he has put people in the earth to help you walk through certain situations where you don't have the answers. So I am a strong advocate for that. <laughs> Amen. Any questions, India? Okay, so I kind of have like two questions <laughs> in one, I guess. Um, so yeah. without going into like extreme detail or anything, when you were able to mm-hmm. uh, get the treatment, were you able, were they able to pinpoint where it actually came from? Do you think any of your hardships or mm-hmm. traumas that you experienced before, maybe this was mm-hmm. like a symptom of it? Um, mm-hmm. were they able to like actually tell you? Cause I'm sure it's probably different for everybody, but right. the women that right. experience it, but for you, were they a- able to actually tell you like what the root of maybe the issue was? That's actually like one of the first questions that they ask you. Like if you've, if you've been sexually abused as a child or anything like that, I thank God have never been sexually abused. Um, The only thing that I can attribute it to, and they did help me walk through it, um, because it's just anxiety. Like, it's just anxiety. And I know that sounds crazy, but that's what it is. But the only thing that I could attribute it to was a built-up anxiety because I was a church kid. And, you know, you're told, don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have sex before you're married, don't have sex. Uh, It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. You know, so I think I... I mentally, I just build up a a mental block. Like, don't have sex. Don't say have sex. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. And so, unfortunately, that translated into my marriage. And honestly, to me, that makes a lot of sense because, mm-hmm. especially with you growing up in the church, mm-hmm. you being a fellow kid that grew up in the church, <laughs> and some of my friends, like when they got to that point where mm-hmm. they were actually married and they did wait, they were just kind of like. Yeah. It kind of felt like mentally, wait a minute, are we supposed to be doing this? Is this right? Is this right? So yeah. And anxiety can affect you in so many different ways. You don't really know how it's going to affect you. And it just kind of came out, unfortunately, in you that way. And I think like too, um, now this is not a bag against the church because I am thankful for my upbringing, but I just think that the body, the woman's body is not discussed in a healthy way. Like in church, it was just cover up, wear long skirts, 
don't show your body, don't do this, don't wear makeup. You know, it's it's like the woman's body wasn't celebrated or or discussed or none of it. It was kind of like pat it down, like don't be a woman, like just be, yeah. be here. Yeah, <laughs> just be wow. Just wow. And I think that like um, I feel like the church probably could do better at that. But I do thank God for, you know, well, I'll ask you this question. How was, because I know you made reference to having that conversation and that excerpt that you read with your mother. Mm-hmm. Like, were you able to tell your mom what was going on? Um, Years was later. able to try to, oh, you didn't tell yeah. her during what was going on. I told okay. her years later. Like, I, when I say we just told that one couple. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So okay. before I went to treatment, I made sure that I sat down with my family, um, and and his family as well, um, the ones that were close to us that needed to have the information, um, because we were going to be gone. I was gone for about a month. So, um, yeah, no, we, I, I didn't discuss it, you know, because it's like. Who have who has heard of this? <laughs> you know, right. so and and honestly, I didn't I didn't know who could help me. So I'm like, why would I just discuss this with everybody and you know not get any help? And that probably was my bad. Um, but not, not necessarily because you hadn't yeah. heard of it. You hadn't heard right of anyone discussing it. and if you don't see uh, perceive people being open and transparent right. it's hard to go into that circle and say hey you know mm-hmm. it still has to be a receptive room right oh so, yeah, yeah i understand that yeah, yeah. It, it's still really tough though to go through that i'm really curious um and then i just want to pause and say we're having uh some kind of glitch with facebook i appreciate you guys watching um some channels are not showing your comments but stay mm-hmm. with us Stay with us, and um, we thank you for watching, and hopefully that fixes, you know, writes itself soon. Or you can go to YouTube, because I can see those. Um, YouTube, Tara Tucker, go to my YouTube page, and then we can see you from there also. But, yeah, um, I'm really curious about um, that journey, because my heart really ached. When I was working on your book and I was um, helping you with that process, I would mm-hmm. stop often and sit back out cry like mm. i would stop like whoa this girl i saw you. like to see you happy go lucky and never that's why we never know what people are going through mm-hmm. i would have never mm-hmm. in a million years Andrea, think that you were going through that yeah. you're singing and acting and and just when i say she's in the fashion just gorgeous <laughs> and just never ever would know all of that yeah. pain was behind there Mm-hmm. And I know the layers and layers. It takes time to, to pull those back and handle and deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really want you to take us from uh, vaginismus to getting pregnant because that had to be amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, to go through all of that and, and finally, first of all, finally I can make love to my husband. Secondly, now I'm pregnant. So mm-hmm. it's like I, what I sensed in your story is highs and lows, highs and lows extreme you know <laughs> right but extreme. take us to that moment of the high Woo, man y'all gonna make me cry that was probably the most beautiful statement that i could have ever made in my life like i'm pregnant 
I could never join in on those conversations. You know, I watched countless friends, cousins, family members. I went to countless baby showers, um, celebrated a countless number of women, you know, online in my in my personal life. Um, and I don't regret it, mm-hmm. but it was it stung, you know, yeah. because mm-hmm. it was like I'm the childless wife, you know, like. And I got to still celebrate other people getting what I want. Um, mm-hmm. Woo. That's sorry, y'all. No, let come on. Take a sip of water. No. <laughs> uh, let me take a sip of water. Yeah, that's that's fine. But that's what we do here. You know, we're yeah. we this is not a um, this is a safe space. We do talk about real yeah. subjects. Um, but you said something earlier and I'm going to let you get back to that. But you mm-hmm. you made a statement that there was no one for you to glean from. You didn't know what to do. So now you're that person that other people can glean from. You're that person. Someone else may be silently suffering, Andrea, and you're coming forth. That's what we do. We are our sister's keeper. So you're coming forth and you're saying, hey, it's uncomfortable for me to discuss this, but Mm -hmm. I went through this. So now I can help you because you may be suffering through this and you don't have anyone to talk to. You know, you may secretly get a DM or someone may buy your book to say, how does she get through that? Yes. So I know it isn't easy. I, I know mm-hmm. from firsthand. I didn't go through what you went through, but I have my own stuff. And Kiki and right. Andy, you know, we have our stuff. So right. we know what it's like to go through trials and hardships. But I applaud you for pushing through. And I don't want you to skip over those highs because that was a real moment for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, just to be able to say those words, like, mm-hmm. it was amazing. Like, I could finally say those words you know um just you know taking the test mm-hmm. and i'm in the bathroom like are those double lines? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, those are double lines like oh my gosh you know and it was crazy because i took the one test and then i went and got more because it was Did like, you like a movie i saw that in the movie yes i'm like nope we got to test this for sure to make sure that this is this is actually happening. Um, so, yeah, that high was great. Now, that I did tell some people because I was so excited. Yeah. Like, it was like you had gone to the deepest low of lows. And now, like you said, I'm experiencing this high. And so I never thought, you know, that it would turn out like it did. Yeah. But... I, I definitely shared that news. I was I was elated. <laughs> wow. And then to go from there, um, mm-hmm. if you don't mind, how far along were you? I actually don't know. Okay. Um, they did like a estimation based on, you know, my last cycle and all that. But I was about maybe three or four days from my first appointment. When I had the miscarriage, yeah. Okay. So I never made it to that first appointment. Where do you get your? Oh, you have something, Kiki? Oh no, no. Oh, I thought That's you were right. gonna. Where did you get your inner strength, like, from that moment? Because I so think about it. I mean, what you just told us—you were battling something mm-hmm. for what nine years. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't consummate. And finally, you can consummate and you get pregnant and the baby's gone. That right there, I have someone in a straight jacket. 
mentally, like seriously, yeah. you would literally yeah. be staring at the wall. Like what just happened? Yeah. How did you get strength to go from there to a published book? Because tell us about your support system. Like, what does that look like? How did you get there? Cause there are women who have heavy stories Mm-hmm. But they don't know how to translate it and, and get there. How did you heal? Okay, take us on that journey. Ooh, so you're saying, how did I get from miscarriage to the yeah, book? Yeah, to the book. Mm-hmm. Tara, I'm so lame. I'm gonna be like the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you're not lame though, because, because listen, you said it. You're not lame. You said yeah. it earlier. You have the Holy Ghost. It was mm-hmm. God, but because you went through so much, you still were like, God, where are you? But even mm-hmm. how did you pull from him? How did you allow him? When did you surrender? I have a very um, good friend. I refer to her as my godmother, but I do have a godmother, too, that I have from birth. Um, okay. But she literally taught me how to travail and how okay. to pray and how to just sit in his presence, how to worship, how to take his strength. You know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. I hate to sound so churchy, but I mean, that's no, what carry- Girl, you better that's- preach and, and be a witness to the goodness of God. What you talking about? But that's literally <laughs> what carried me through that hope. Like there has to be something better. Like I did not go through all of this just to go through all of this and that's it like no way god no way uh-huh. you know so just like you know just wrestling with god with that like all the trauma and all the hurt and all the disappointment um but had the miscarriage i would say i think i was in shock uh-huh. when it first happened so like my emotions were on hold still um because I was trying to be strong. Um, I was trying not to break. I was trying not to slap everybody that I saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, that's a grief. That's a whole nother grief process again. And I'm like, for real? So mm-hmm. um, the anger, all of that, just trying to to still be in my right mind. Um, to still be, you know, a wife and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and still go to work and still go to church and still sing in the choir and still That's, smile yeah. mm-hmm. and still be nice. <laughs> you know, it's like, it was a lot. Um, but I did end up going back to one of my counselors that I had and I talked it out with her. Definitely. She gave me some tools to walk through it. But then it's funny because like a year, maybe not even a year later, I I went back into a, a heavy depression. Um, and I know it was because I wasn't processing correctly. Okay. Um, and then all those emotions were rushing back that I didn't process, you know, a year ago. Okay. Um, but I ended up coming out of that again, too, as well. But it it was a process like because you you go from like i said suffering with that for nine years to getting pregnant immediately so you like oh, <laughs> immediately oh. like i'm fertile okay god 
look they said they said she said you ain't tell me nothing but work come on babe (laughs) immediately you know and then it was just like no so um like the questions like god why did you allow that to even occur like why did you allow me to become pregnant and then take it away like Uh It's like, why? Like, don't just let me just keep trying. Like, don't yeah. give, don't give the blessing to then take it away. Like, ugh. But anyway, yeah. so then went through that. Um, and then um I got the position of my dreams. And that actually put me in a different place. It was like, okay, guys, so there's still hope. <laughs> So I got the position of my dreams and I had to go to Atlanta to um, train for it. Okay. Um, And so then I'm there and then Corona. (laughs) So. Yeah. They sent us home in the middle of training. Um, And so I'm like, okay, God. So the miscarriage happened in 2018. So now I'm talking about 2020. Okay. So March of 2020, I'm in Atlanta. And because of the virus and everything that was happening, March 2020, they sent us home from training. Um, no employment. So I'm like, okay, like I got my dream job and that got snatched. <laughs> like, what is now what? <laughs> right. So um I came back um, home and then you put up a status, Uh (laughs) you know, and I'm online, I'm not working. So time is just there, (laughs) you know, and just thinking and reflecting and just, I was really trying to use the pandemic time to really get myself together. Like, I think Mm -hmm. I, I hate to like, I'm not trying to toot my horn, but I did a good job in in processing. I did a good job in sitting still. I did a good job in sitting with everything, you know, so I had that time to process. Um, And then when you and I and I got into intense counseling during that time as well. Yeah. And then when you put up that status, I was like, I've been wanting to write a book for years. So I was like, why not? I got the time. Yeah. (laughs) So um, that's how I got from the miscarriage to the book. But even with time, it still doesn't translate to a book. You were yeah. ready here. You were ready mentally. You were ready mm-hmm. emotionally to be able to put those thoughts down in a book. And I applaud yeah. you for that. Um, Thank you. And that's just something that's on my heart to help women do. Mm-hmm. Because I really believe in the power of our voice. You really you helped know? me. Thank you, Tara. You walked me through that thing. <laughs> but you were willing to take the walk. Yeah. You know, you were willing to take the walk. And I remember you saying some parts, Tara, this is hard. Mm. This is hard right now. We're living this part is hard. It was. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, but just go through it. Yeah. Because on the other side of that is that. <sighs> mm-hmm. I did. And then you don't know on the other side. It's like, I know you should. Now I know that what other people think is not my responsibility. I know that now. Absolutely. But I had to grow to that and learn Mm -hmm. that. But um, that was a thought. Like, what are people going to (laughs) think? That's everyone's thought. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh It's like, I actually went through this, but 
you don't know the judgment that's going to come because people don't understand. And what I've learned through that whole process, through vaginismus, through the miscarriage, when, when people um, go through hard things or things that they can't quite comprehend, sometimes as humans, we have to put the blame on something. You know, like something is to blame for this. Absolutely. And, and there are situations where, no, it's it just happened. And it's just That's something right. that you have to process and deal with, you know, That's instead right. of trying to be angry with someone or put the blame on somebody. That's a wise statement. That's wisdom right there. That's accountability. That's high self-awareness. Like I can see you really going through a lot of steps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, go to <laughs> India. You got something? Go ahead. So I have a question. Um, how do I know that um, just in regards to miscarriage, I feel that it can be, I mean, up until maybe recently now, it's such like a taboo thing because there's so many mm. women that experience it yeah, and they don't tell anybody, nobody knows. I found from older women in my life, like they have mm. miscarriages and I'm like, I didn't know you had one. They're like, well, you didn't ask. And I'm like, that's not a normal thing that you ask somebody. So my question is in regards to knowing somebody that actually has a miscarriage, who went through a miscarriage, like what's the best way to, I don't know, help or to say, because in mm -hmm. those situations, I never know what to say. I don't know. Yeah. Because I remember when I way before I was even thinking about having kids, I worked with a young lady that her and her husband were trying to get pregnant and they couldn't. And I remember her us walking down the hallway and her saying that I don't get it. Like all these little kids is getting pregnant and I can't get pregnant. I've been married. We've been married for this many years. And I'm like, you know, you know, I'm just praying with you. Mm -hmm. I know God's going to bless you. But like at the end of the day, does anybody really want to hear that? Does that help? Probably not. <laughs> so what is, what's the best way or like what's something to say or I don't know, maybe you shouldn't say anything at all. Like, I don't know. What do you think? And your uh, experience, what helped you and what didn't help you, you know? Um, I actually had somebody say a really, um, when I, when I said, when, people can't understand something they have to put blame on something and i had someone say a really harsh statement to me and um that's where that whole like realization of human frailty and people just not knowing what to say or how to say it um really stuck with me and it caused me to hmm how can i say it it caused me to realize that you just got to give some people uh, grace. Like as a person going through it, you know, you hear all these different statements and you like, that's stupid. <laughs> but um, you just have to learn. E everybody doesn't know everything. Um, some people believe that they do, but you don't. You really don't. And and I would say the best thing that you can do, I would I would say is more action. Like if you're close to the person, just be there. Um, just tell them, like, if you need to send me a crazy text message, I'm here. Or if you need to just call and just cry, I'm here. Or 
if you need to meet up at Panera and we just chill or talk, like, I think it's more action than actual words, because if you've never experienced it, it's hard for you to think or to really know what to say. So for me, it's more action. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's why I'm an avid uh, person who believes that you should never ask people when, why don't you have kids when you want to have kids? Because Mm -hmm. you never know what people are going through. You don't know if they can't, if they've had a loss, if they have a different issue. Like, And then um, I had a a girlfriend who has children, but she has suffered miscarriages. And I remember her saying, like, people Mm -hmm. say, like, well, at least you, you know, you have some kids. And she's like, that's like the dumbest thing to say. A loss is still a loss. Like, I shouldn't feel bad because I lost a baby, but I still have some other kids. Like, that's just ridiculous. So, um, and going through your miscarriage, did you ever feel like, did you like how did did you tell anybody did you keep that to yourself for a while or no i definitely especially the people that celebrated with me um when i gave the news i told them um you know what had happened and i told my family because uh the plan was to announce it on father's day i had ordered t-shirts everything like it was gonna be a whole thing you know um so I ended up telling those people that needed to know. Um, and then <clears throat> um, me being the sherry person that I am, <laughs> I don't know if it's to my detriment sometimes, but um, I remember posting it online, but I did it in a way to more tell a story and tell a story of um, you can still make it. Like if you've been through this, like there's still hope. Um, anytime I share, I always try to share that hope aspect. Um, I don't just share to share or to bash or to yeah. air dirty laundry. It's it's to share that hope aspect. Because like people people need hope. Yeah. Yes. And speaking of, that was a perfect segue. <laughs> people <laughs> need hope. Um, very briefly, I want to add Monica to the stream so she can share her testimony of hope. Okay. Hi, Monica. Welcome to uh, Going Higher Together again. We um, we know that you can only be with us briefly, but uh, she just, Andrea just said a perfect segue about hope after miscarriages. And I wanted you to share your testimony and let everyone know what you've gone through. Okay. Uh, how are you ladies doing tonight? Uh, where do I begin? Um, okay. So I've been with my husband almost now, I want to say 30 years total. I was 14. He was 15. We've been married a total of what? How many years, Tyler? 12, 13? I don't know. I lost count. I can't remember. Yeah, y'all <laughs> been together 15 years old. So yeah. yeah, so uh, I started beginning to get pregnant at the age of 18. And from the age of 18 to 35, I had a total of 26 miscarriages. Uh, I counted with me and my doctor counting the ones that I was able to go to the hospital for and with the ones that just passed on their own. I never made it past two months. Uh, what else can I say? I had a topic pregnancy, so I almost died. Like it exploded inside, it erupted. Uh, so I actually had one tube all this whole time. Um, come to find out, I've been to, I have been to so many specialists, different doctors. My husband went and tested his... Uh, you know what, and everything was good on his end. Uh, They couldn't find anything wrong. 
So I finally came across one doctor that found out that I had a blood disorder and which causes my blood to clot up. So every time I got pregnant, uh, the baby wouldn't grow past two months. The blood wasn't enough to make, you know, to help the babies grow. So I went through the stages of mad and, and sad and hurt and getting pregnant. Like, oh, I'm not going to change anything because it's going to miscarry anyway. You know, I went through all of those everything but I never stopped like I never took anything to stop getting pregnant you know they said that it was no cure for it uh anytime I got pregnant I would have to take these heparin shots in my, my stomach and I would have to get this extra uh uh I don't even remember the name of some of these things that I had to take all these different pills and different stuff and so I wind up me and my husband went through a thing where he wanted children and I couldn't give them to him and he was like, well, am I supposed to miss out on that? You know, so we went through this whole little thing and it was, I can get off into that whole story. That's a whole nother testimony. <laughs> but uh, it was one situation where it was a woman that would call herself, you know, she was just saying little stuff to me and it was somebody that my husband had dealt with or whatever. She said, try having the baby, you know, something he told her. And uh, I don't know what they was conversating about, but why my mouth came up, I don't know. But, and I didn't know that I was pregnant at the time. So by this time, I'm, what, 34, I believe? I was 34. And I didn't know that I was pregnant. And I carried him full term. So I had my first child at 35. And uh, when my doctor checked my blood, it had disappeared. I mean, I didn't have it anymore, whatever that uh, it was called anti-throbbing three. Hallelujah. And, and I didn't have it anymore. It wasn't there. So she still wanted me to take the heparin and do the shots just to be safe. She said it wasn't going to be anything happened to me, you know, because of it. I didn't have to do no serious bed rest or anything, but I drove myself crazy. You know, anytime he moved, I ran. There. She was such a great doctor because she would let me come in even when I wasn't scheduled to come. I can go after work, get an ultrasound just to check on my baby. She didn't charge me. She let me come in. All the nurses knew. Everybody was like, okay, I said, I will call and say I'm on my way because I feel funny, you know, and they would go and let make sure I hear his heartbeat and make sure he's growing. You know, they, they really helped me through that first one. <clears throat> so then I had him and it was, it was, it was something else, you know, new baby, everything. But then, uh, how long after Tara? Is that two years, three years, three years later? I had my second son, no problem, no complications. Two years. And I had two years. Then I had Every another miscarriage after Dallas. My son is Dylan is nine and he's, uh, it's Dylan, Dallas is six. And I had another miscarriage after oh. Dallas. After his, I want to say his third birthday party. I had a miscarriage. I didn't know. It was, might have been his first birthday. I don't know for sure. I'm not good with dates. But um, so when I turned 39, I got pregnant again. I had a little girl at 40. <laughs> so all of this happened with no tube. Well, I mean, with one tube, rather, I should say. Uh, but it is possible. And I mean, I didn't give up hope. I, I, like I said, I went through the stages of sad and what's wrong with me to being upset to not understanding like am i ever gonna have a baby what did i do wrong because i did at my very first pregnancy of my life i had an abortion 
I did have an abortion. And did you think I it was really, punishment, yes, Monica? Yes, yes. That's what I was about to say. I thought I was being punished. But I'm like, okay, I know people have thousands of these things, like, you know, and they still uh -huh. have kids. So I went through uh -huh. all of that whole just, oh, I'm being punished, something right, you know, and me being the only child. So I'm like, wow, you know, I'm just going to be by myself. You know what I'm saying? And my mom, but she passed away early also. I just, you know, but I never stopped. I never started taking birth control, never did any kind of protection. We just, every time I got pregnant, it was like, okay, well, we're pregnant again. Let's see. And then it was two months. So sometimes I would even go to the doctor at a certain month thinking I'm going to hear the heartbeat. And the baby stopped growing at two months, but it was still in there. No bleeding, no signs, no pain, no nothing. So it was like torture. Like I would think I'm this far along and I really wasn't. You know what I mean? Like it stopped like completely like oh it's only this small you know and I'm like my mom at one point she went she was able to go to one of my appointments with me we happy we going to hear the heartbeat and I wasn't that far along the baby had stopped for a long ago but a lot of times they would not come out it wasn't no pain no bleeding it was like they were in there but they just stopped growing I Every remember that yes yeah, so I went to the DNCs and different yeah. surgeries and stuff like that so it was a real big big crazy part of my life but India had asked a question to Andrea um, regarding when someone loses a baby how do you what do you say to them you know how do you do, do you ask them you know questions or how do you con, con, uh, console them and I remember with you you had got to a point where you didn't want anyone to know um, I remember you saying I'm pregnant you know it was just it, it became like a by the 20th miscarriage you were just like yeah. I'm used to this. It's going to happen again. I don't even need to tell anyone I'm pregnant. And she had right. just started telling me. Um, and I remember Faith. I remember Faith because Faith was the one that we thought were gonna make, was going to make it. Yeah, and I named her. Yeah, yeah, I remember Faith. And we were so sure she was going to, and I'm about to cry, that don't she was going to cry. <laughs> well, yeah, but, uh... because you had, never, you had never gone so far as to name a baby before. Right. She, you know, but so I we really thought she was going to, yeah, yeah, it made me yeah. think of, um, Andrea was talking about, she had ordered t-shirts and things like that. You know, you really, you're there. You're like, okay, this is happening. And then it stops. I don't know what that's like. I can only feel it through you guys, through watching right. her experience. I have not had that experience, but I still empathize with you for just the pain, woman to woman, you know? Um, but that same question, uh, India, can you post that to Monica? Oh, she's here about to cry. <laughs> okay. Oh. So. oh, India. Oh, yeah. I remember when I was pregnant with Zoe, my girlfriend was pregnant at the same time with me and she lost her baby. And I remember I felt so bad and I would be hiding from her. I'm like, I don't know if I should talk to her. I don't know. This is going to make her feel bad. Like, and she came, I had a baby sprinkle. My sister threw me a baby sprinkle and she came, she came and she was so happy for me. And I just felt so bad the entire time. So my question is, well, what I already asked is like, how is the best, what's the best way to help? Because me, if I don't know what to say, like, I just won't say anything. Like, I won't say anything. I will acknowledge it if you say something. I love you. I'll hug you. 
but I never knew like the words to say because nobody, I mean, truthfully, nobody really wants to hear like, oh, we believe in with you. Like that's not, to right. me, that's not comforting. I wouldn't, I don't think that would comfort me. Like, even though you know it, but like when you're in the midst of it, that's not comforting. Like, so I don't know. I, you just go off of how the person is acting because sometimes people don't want to say anything. They don't, you know. Well, like I said, with as many as I had, I got to the point I was mad, frustrated. It was one time where I was pregnant and Tyra, I had a miscarriage and she was having a baby shower or something. And I believe I remember acting out so bad. I was so upset. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. so mad and I didn't yeah. understand. But like I said, we're having as many as I had. It's like, it's nothing you can really say. But what I started thinking about in my mind and what helped me was something was wrong with that baby. I didn't want me to have it. It's because how could I, it, it could have been an illness. It could have been something that I couldn't handle. It could have been, I got, I felt like a blessing that I only made it to two months, not stillborn, not, I got to put this, push this baby out and see it. You know, I didn't have to go through any of those things. It was two months and out. You know what I'm saying? I never got a heartbeat. I never got, so I felt somewhat like that wasn't really, you know what I'm saying? It was there, but it wasn't there. I had to put in my head, like, you know, I didn't have to go to some of the testimonies I've heard of women literally going to full term and their baby having a barium, you know, I could, I don't know how I could handle that type of situation, but I feel like if it's something wrong with it, you know, maybe God saying, Hey, well, I'm not going to put you through this. You know what I'm saying? Let's, and I had to just tell myself different things like that, but I don't, I don't know what I would possibly say to a person is to keep trying and me saying it because I know it can happen. So I, I mean, don't give up. That's, that's pretty much all you can do. Don't blame yourself because it's nothing that you're doing wrong. You know what I'm saying? That our women, our bodies are something that we don't know what's going on in there. And it's you just have to find the right doctors. You have to find the right things. And it's gonna, you know, if it's meant to happen, it's gonna happen. And then it's also there's kids out here that need homes. You might not be the one to give the birth to your own child, but to to, to mother someone else's child that couldn't is another blessing. And then some people do that, adopt, and then next thing you know, they have their own. So I don't know, you know, it's different testimonies. i heard of that. Type of things. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I, just to have your own is not always the right way. Maybe you, a person's supposed to take on someone else's, you know, and that, that baby was born for you to get, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just something to think it's about. A lot I don't of, know. Yeah, it's a lot of different ways to look at that. Yeah. It's really interesting that that's what, that the way your viewpoint is what you use to console yourself. Yeah. That's what you told yourself to, to make it all right. You know, because right. we all tell ourselves things to make it all right. right. Um, and then, Andrea, when you heard her story, what is your response to what you just heard? Like, what does that make you feel? Think any feedback on Monica's story? That was a lot to go through. That was my initial thought. Um, you know, I know it's not a comparison of stories, but I'm like, my one to that number of times, like, wow, like, it encourages me. me. Um, I, I, yeah. I want you to know, Andrea, to be patient and just take your time, baby girl. Enjoy your life, because mm -hmm. once they get here, baby, it's over here. <laughs> <laughs> Go to you yeah. and your husband, take some vacation, <laughs> your best auntie, cousin. Oh, she home. is. Yeah, and, and, and hey, mm -hmm. they can spend a night and send them home. <laughs> yeah. 
I they absolutely love being an auntie and a godmom. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't have that. I would never be an auntie. Like mm-hmm. I'm the only child, so I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. If I if I did, I probably would <laughs> have been just you the best auntie. You guys, there's so many women that are, that are experiencing this. Um, I'm in some other some groups, and I know there are women that. I, I pray are watching tonight um, because I did let them know because it's heavy. You know, there are people who they do want babies. They blame themselves. They don't understand why. And a lot of things we go through, we don't know why, you know, but like you said, stay the course. Because when I look at Monica, I'm gonna let you go India right after this last point. I just want to say that you're a whole miracle. I watched you. I was with you, I saw all these steps you went through and it was heartbreaking. I felt like India when I was pregnant. That was hard for me to be, India go, cause go. Okay. Um, yeah, Tara, I completely feel you um, because the young lady that I knew that was pregnant, I remember she had to, she, her baby had passed and they made her deliver her baby. And I remember we text the whole night. We were texting like the whole night, you know, and she was saying, oh, I'm here, I'm here. And I just felt so incredibly bad. But with that, I just want to thank Monica and Andrea because that takes strength to be able to come out and talk about it and to encourage other people because there's so many women that just deal with it very secretly. I'm finding that um, miscarriages, chemical pregnancies, they are very common. Like they're way more common, which makes me think like, if they're so common, like why, I don't know, like why don't, why, not why don't people talk about it more, but why don't we, how can we make it more normal where we're like more accepting and more helpful for people because no one should have to like, deal with this on their own or you know that's one thing if obviously if you decide to deal with it on your own because that's a whole nother thing i couldn't even imagine but as a society or as a group of women how can we like help people how do we make this normal not normal but how do we normalize it for people to come out and talk about it or even try to get the help that they need so they know that they're not alone because I know when you go through certain things, you might feel like you're alone, but you're not if it's this common. Yeah, and then a lot of people don't don't know the feeling because you around somebody that may have kids, never had to go through it. So there's nobody really talking about how you felt to actually feel that baby floating around or the flutters and then all of a sudden they're not there no more. Just different little things, you know, that you could possibly want to talk about with somebody that don't get it because you got some people like, girl, you'll be all right, you know. It happened, you know, the way you were saying people say some of the craziest things. <laughs> you like, how do you know that? You can't say that. Like, I don't nobody want to hear that. So, I don't know. Uh, that that would be good for people to talk about it more, I guess, to, to help mm-hmm. heal, heal whatever uh, it is. But I can tell you this with my three kids now, the testimony is there, but it feels like it never happened. Wow. That's I, interesting. I think about it. Yeah, I don't, mm. I don't go back there. Like, I'll, I'll now, do you think that's a, you not going back there, do you think that you, that's a protection for you? Is it too emotional, you think, that you just don't no. want to revisit? Why do you think you don't go back there? I mean, because I'm past that part. Like, I'm okay. Not, you know, I don't, okay. 
Uh, but I don't have a problem with talking or speaking to someone about it or giving even uh, Andrea, if you want my doctor's number, I think you can have a consultation with her and maybe she can, you know what I'm saying? Cause I've been to so many specialists, different doctors, they couldn't tell me what was wrong, but she found it. So I don't know, you know what I'm saying? If that wow. Uh, but it's not, it's nothing wrong with getting a consultation and letting her see what your chart is. Maybe she knows something other than, you know, so many different doctors out here, they got all their own different things to do, but I will give you that information if you want it, but uh, it's, yeah, it's well, thank open it. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I appreciate um, you coming on, sharing your testimony. I know you have to go to work, right? Yeah. Okay. So thank you. Um, do you have any last words before we let you go? Just uh, I'll be praying for you, Andrea. Everything will work out and invite me to the baby shower. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Monica. All right, ladies. Y'all have a blessed night. Be safe. Thank you. Thank All you for coming right. on. No okay. problem. To, to answer India's question too, I remember, um, I don't know y'all, like I've become a crier and it gets Girl, like, look at, we're, we're all, listen, it's, we, we will I'm cry. Like, this happen? I was we, a tomboy. Listen. <laughs> listen. No, but um, it was during the pandemic, didn't Michelle Obama's Netflix special come out? If I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. well, we're still in the pandemic, but <laughs> in the beginning parts, um, and I had listened to her audiobook, but watching that and then listening to her audiobook about her, you know, and and their troubles, mm -hmm. um, I was just like, thank you. Like it was kind of like a sigh of relief because, like India said, it's not something that people. I won't say everybody because I, I do have people that have, you know, expressed to me that they've had miscarriages and were open enough to share with me on that end. The vaginismus end, that's something totally different. But the miscarriage end, I have had people share. Um, but to hear Michelle Obama, you know, talk about it, I'm like, okay, we kind of getting there almost, uh -huh. <laughs> you know. So that was like a moment for me to actually hear, you know, that they had issues as well. Wow. Now, I want to go back to um, vaginismus. Mm -hmm. Do you know the statistics on that? Like, are there many women that suffer from that? You know what? I did. I'm such a, a Googler reader. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. We um, just... I, I, I want to say it's way, well, I know that it's way more than people actually express. Mm. Definitely. Um. I actually have had um, people inbox me when, you know, I went, I did the, I did like a YouTube journey um, of me going to New York and all of that stuff. So I did get quite a few inboxes like, hey, that's me. I'm dealing with that too. And I was just like, wow, we all out here just suffering silently <laughs> because we don't know where to go get help. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, this is just my personal opinion, but I think it's even worse in the African-American community because um, actually when I went to the center, uh, the doctors were elated that I was sharing because mm. honestly, when I was doing my research about the center, all I saw was Caucasian women. And I was like, 
Is this gonna work? <laughs> like, is this gonna work for me and my body? I did yeah. not see not one African American woman giving any type of testimonial because mm-hmm. they do ask you at the end, like, do you feel comfortable? And of course, me, Sherry McSherry, I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, it you you just I just didn't see it at all. What about now? So since that happened, have you seen it? Like. Still not not uh women of color, not really. So do you think maybe this is I'm just I mean I'm not saying it's prophetic or nothing. I'm just asking, do you think this is something carved out? You went through that process and now you have a voice to speak to these things in the African American community because women may be going through you can tell them what it feels like emotionally, physically, uh when you're trying to have pain, clenching up, things like that, you can say, mm-hmm. and they say, well, why do I feel like that? And you mm-hmm. can speak to that anxiety and that the trauma there. Because we think of anxiety, uh, stomach bubbling, you know, mm-hmm. and, and sweaty palms, but not that your your vagina is tightening up and saying, mm-hmm. no, no entry. You right. know, you, exactly. may, you may say that's something else, but you'll never say that. Mm-hmm. I had never heard of that. So do you think now mm-hmm. that you have a voice and a message to share and spread and other women can gravitate to that and say, oh, yeah, that's me. You know, have mm-hmm. you ever thought to just like be a voice on that, put a face to that in the African-American community? You know, Atara, you just kind of spoke up something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, because when you said yeah. that it resonated with me, when you said I didn't have anyone to glean. I didn't know where to go. And then yeah. you went through that process. Sometimes God will allow us to go through these processes to be that voice for the community. Mm-hmm. There's always people that's going to be first and spearhead something. Always. Yeah. Always. It's going to be it's, the yeah. It's such a it's such a you know taboo touch and go subject that you know it, it would be a challenge but I would definitely be up to it I mean when I put up the YouTube videos again I'm like oh lord what is the people gonna think <laughs> but um they're gonna say she rocks she bad that's what but they're gonna think. It, it took it took a lot of courage I actually had um one of my best friends um I won't say her name just to, okay. for privacy but okay. she encouraged me to um to do you know the videos while I was there and um she's actually had you know she's in the TTC community which is uh trying to conceive um for a while and crazy story we actually were pregnant at the same time um I lost my baby first and then shortly thereafter she lost hers so it was like it, it was oh, that's yeah. heavy yeah so um yeah, it was a lot. But I, I wouldn't mind being a voice at yeah. all. I wouldn't yeah. mind it. I think you I'm, should consider I'm not ashamed. That. I'm not ashamed of it. So Yeah, I think you mm. should consider that because there are uh, people without that voice, without the strength to even have it and don't know where to use it. And mm. if you just show them this is okay, it's just like when I am transparent, there are people who come and say, hey, I feel like I can be more transparent in my life and more authentic because of you. Mm-hmm. You know, you show me that it's okay. You, right. show, you show them that it's okay. It's okay mm-hmm. to talk about this. I know it's hard. It's a hard, touchy subject, but it's okay. We can get healing on the other side. Right. That's what I see. You know, when I look mm-hmm. at you, that's what I saw reading your book. It's so many things you can speak on, mm-hmm. but that right there is it is huge. Yeah. There's not, there's not a really a stage for it or, mm-hmm. 
a platform but you, for but it. You, but you, you, God has carved out a stage and a platform for you. You mm-hmm. have your book, you have your voice, and you have your experiences. Yeah. Do it. Okay, Tara. <laughs> we, we will talk you right into it. Go ahead, Kiki. It's just what I um, see. The, um, okay. Listeners, um, if you have any questions, um, please post um now because we run it at that time. Yeah. About it's 8 13, so we want to hit up at 8 30. So if you have any question to ask Andrea, please ask her now. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to put that out there. If you have any questions, just post it so we can read them. Yeah, that's good. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, so go for, go for it. Mm-hmm. And when I went to the center, I remember asking, I was like, have you guys treated African-American women? They're like, countless, but nobody says anything. <laughs> what are, what are, what's going on in our community that we all secret squirrels? Because it's well, embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> Everybody knowing they praying with you. Like, what you embarrassed yeah. for? You you yeah. doing something too. Everybody doing something. Yeah. Uh the question is that what's the name of the book? Tell us oh. about your book. Tell us about your book. <laughs> there yes, you go. There you go. Right. Ooh, I Damn. Damn. <laughs> Tell us about that book, girl. Um, it is called You Are Favor. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically I go through all the different hardships that I've been through, but I I purposely leave encouragement i purposely leave uh kind of my footprints of how i like you said how did how did she make it through that mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that um, mean when you when you describe the book also tell us what does that mean because a lot of people may not understand mm-hmm. what it means tell us what does your favor mean to you and what is the message that you're conveying to other women let us okay. know that okay so um i'll go back uh, the very first book that I was going to write, I actually had the kind of almost done the draft for it. Um, and I had a chapter in there called You Are Favor. And so basically I was going to speak from the perspective of um, as a wife, um, the Bible says that when a man um, finds a wife, he finds a good thing and he obtains, and he obtains favor from the Lord. So the you are favor chapter was basically encouraging young wives like um, you're the one that carries that favor. Like, you know, so I was trying to upbuild young wives and young women um, to let them know that because your husband or your your um, future husband or whatever, they get favor from God because of you. (laughs) <laughs> so that's what I was trying to, you know, convey. Um, and then some things transpired. And then I just expounded from that one chapter and made it into an entire book. Um, basically encouraging all women, whether you are single, dating, separated, divorced, engaged, whatever your status is, you still, you have to have the favor before you're found. So you are favor. <laughs> like you still have to carry that favor and have that favor because when he finds you, he gets it. So it's already in you, right? Girl, <laughs> so you appreciate it again. <laughs> it's already in you. So just um just encouraging women, all women, like you are you the favor. And as they say now, uh you the prize. <laughs> I didn't yeah. I didn't say that, but I have heard that a lot. 
that you're that, the prize. Yeah, that's so encouraging. Like mm-hmm. that right there, if a woman to let that get in her deep, I'm mm-hmm. favor. I'm right. favor. Right. What, what what way might you carry yourself, you know, with that? Man, that you, you're a favor. You will carry yourself in such a way. And like I say that in the book, I wish that that perspective was taught um, more because I don't think as young women, as teenagers, you know, when we're curious and different things are happening in our lives, I don't think we would engage in certain activities because we know that we're favor and we know that we carry, you know, God's favor and that we're queens and we're princesses and um, we deserve the best. (laughs) So I just think that we would carry ourselves in, in such a better way. Um, than than what we do. I like it. Mm-hmm. India, Kiki, any um, final words before Kiki starts rapping? Well, I said thank you for sharing. I mean, I agree with her. I think even just the Black human period, even when I growing up, I don't think there was a, a safe place to for us to express what's actually going on with our bodies and, and mm-hmm. how precious it is. Like, mm-hmm. I don't remember... You know that being put. You know what I'm saying. There was no. It's like we don't talk about anything. We don't right. come together as women, black women. Period. Mm-hmm. To have a community build. So, um, I thank you for even sharing. I thank, thank you, you for um, writing a book. It's it's awesome. It's it's awesome. I see great things the Lord is going to do with you. And <laughs> um, you. this is just the beginning. This is really just the beginning. And uh, like I said, this is awesome. Before you um, go, we have some user that came on a little late. So mm-hmm. I guess they just want to know um, what is vaginism and just a little snippet before we kind of oh, yeah. head out. Okay. Um, so vaginismus is basically a condition um, that involves anxiety, um, anxiety of the vagina. So there is no penetration uh, during trying to have sexual activity. There penetration is not going to happen it's like hitting a brick wall because you you've tightened yourself up and you think you're relaxing that was a word that a lot of people use that tell you to relax they say relax relax just relax i am relaxed (laughs) (laughs) you know so it's just you know people not knowing but you know i i tried a lot of stuff to relax and all of that and it, it it doesn't work. It's you have to go through the process. I would definitely if any of those symptoms that I'm talking about, like, and I hate to get gruesome, but not even being able to use tampons. I wow. just was able to use a tampon at 35. So Andrea. They they walk wow. you through all of that. Um, so I would definitely um what's the word? Say that. You know, if if any of those symptoms ring true with you, um, I will gladly give you the center's information. It's actually I can do that now. It's called the Women's Therapy Center, um, WTC for short, um, but they are in New York, and it was a beautiful experience. They really they break it down mentally as well as physically, so you can be cured if you are experiencing that. There is a cure. These doctors have a lot of 97, 98% success rate. All wow. you have to do is just yield yourself to the process and just yield yourself to the process and you will be cured. Wow. Amazing. 
Mm. I'm so blessed that you came here today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys yeah. for having me. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Um, Kiki, I turn it over to you. We have um, is another question, Tyra. Oh, I, I want you talking about this here. Yeah. So let's answer that before we close out. Um, it's not a question. They put a comment up that we learn much better through guidance of the parents. However, many go through because they never put God first is the reason as we grow, we learn on our own. I talk to my children so they can be in a know. That's what they said. And someone else said, uh, yes, this was good. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you to everyone who um, joined us and who uh, commented and engaged. Comment, parents didn't want to discuss the world. Oh, oh, okay. I think they're speaking on when we talk about uh, why don't we speak in the black community? I think right, that's okay. when they came up. Okay. They're talking about we learn so much better through guidance from our parents. However, we go through things and no one's talking to us. You know, a lot of times right. we learn things on our own. A lot of times um, God hasn't been put first and we, you know, we're learning erroneously. We're just out here. We're learning from each other. You know, yeah. kids learning from kids, learning now they're learning from social media. They're trying to learn. But that's a whole nother. We ain't about to go down there. Right. That's a rabbit hole. Mm -mm, we're not doing it. Not doing it. Wow. But yeah, you guys, uh, valid questions, valid points. Thank you for watching. And we appreciate um, all the feedback. So, okay. Back to Andy, did you have, you're welcome. Andy, did you have anything to add? Um, I don't have anything too much to add. I just want to say thank you so much, Andrea. Your thank testimony you. is awesome. I never even knew that this was an issue. Like, I just learned this past year that maternal health was such an issue in the black community. I feel like these, not to say it's not an issue in other communities, but these right. specific issues, they like just span out in the black community and it's crazy. So I'm just thankful and I'm excited to see you grow and create your platform and your space yes. for other women yes. to come and talk freely yes. or just to feel like they're not by your, by themselves. Right. Yeah. Thank you. And it's coming. It's coming. I'm going to throw in here because I do have this platform. I don't know why I don't even talk about my group. So um, I created <laughs> a group and um, all you ladies who are watching it's called Women of Faith Healing Through Storytelling. It's on Facebook. I just started it. The Lord put it on my heart. If you love journaling, if you have a story to tell, uh, we come, we'll come. we come together and we're going, I'll give you prompts. I'm going to show you how to get that story out of you, whether you want to publish a book, whether you want to just do a blog, whatever you want to do, a devotional, whatever. If you just want to be around like-minded women and know how to process things and how to heal through the pain, through storytelling, come on in. Women of Faith Healing Through Storytelling. It's on Facebook. So I just started it. It's only about four of us, but I know it's going to rock out. Um, and I'm going to also do something on a Clubhouse. So Tyra Tucker, mm -hmm. I am Tyra Tucker on Clubhouse. If you have it, follow me there. And Andrea, we're doing it together. We're going to co-moderate and we're going to do some things. So um, follow us. What's your uh, Clubhouse name, Andrea? Oh, my clubhouse is Andrea Renee, the same yeah. thing you see on the screen. Can I tell yeah. them where to uh, find yeah. the book? You, oh, oh, yes, you better. <laughs> you better. So my website is um, www.authorandreaRenee, the same uh, name that you see on the screen, .com. Again, that's www.authorandreaRenee.com. And click on buy now so you can get a signed copy. Um Woo 
And then I also have t-shirts. I don't know if you can see, but I am famous. So um, I have crew neck, I have v-neck, and we're actually going to stock back up really soon but that is on my website www.andreascloset.com oh okay let me put <laughs> let me put that one up there so you guys www oh okay yeah 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 so um the t-shirts are on this website that's my logo for that and that's on instagram and facebook as well um okay. on facebook i'm andrea renee on instagram i am drea uplifts so d R-E-A, Uplifts. I uplift. Yes, <laughs> so, Drea Uplifts. And then my clubhouse, uh, like Tara said, or asked me, is Andrea Renee. So, I'm out there. Yes, no. I want to sign it for you. What <laughs> about yeah. um, her blog? Tell them about your, oh, your yeah, blog. Oh, yeah, my blog yeah. is DreaUplifts.com as well. Okay. Yep. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, ladies, we at that five minute part. Yeah, six, yeah, four minute. Um, <laughs> okay, right there was myself. Um, as you usually do three takeaways, so everybody has a takeaway. So okay. you're gonna do a takeaway, and we all can do a takeaway. But I, I don't, I don't want to do a takeaway. Want to do takeaway? So we'll just do you, um, Andrea. Just do a takeaway. Don't have to just be one to okay. leave with the uh, listeners today. Oh, okay. and then we're Something gonna close. To say, okay. Yeah, so something is, you know, leave with them, and then we're going to um, close in prayer. Okay. Um, I would just say it doesn't matter the amount of hardships or the amount of hard things that you've had to experience in life. If you just keep the faith, even if it's a little bit, because God only requires a mustard seed of faith. So if you just yeah. keep that little bit of faith that you have, you can make it through it. I promise you. Um just don't give up like that's when you lose is when you give up so if you don't give up you are guaranteed to win the win may not look how you thought it would look but you're still gonna win and you are definitely favored mm -hmm. i love that <laughs> i am so encouraged oh man thank you andrea thank you so thank much. you guys blessed kiki who's praying kiki Who's praying? India? Okay. <laughs> looking at me like, say yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, so all minds clear. Okay. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just come to you thanking you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for another chance to meet together, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for your presence, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, in advance for every single heart that was touched on tonight, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that the message was put across, Lord God, that you're not alone, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that we are not alone, Lord God. We're praying, Lord God, that from this broadcast, someone is is healed. Someone is able to find the help that they need, Lord God. And someone doesn't feel alone, Lord God. We know, Lord God, that you're always with us, but we know, Lord God, and we thank you for the community of women that you are giving us, Lord God, that we can glean off each other, Lord God, that we can help heal each other, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I just pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that as we go on into this coming week, Lord God, that you go before us, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you just bless Andrea, Lord God, and her journey that she 
is going on, Lord God, the places that you're taking her, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord God. Continue to order her footsteps, Lord God, as she goes forth, Lord God, to help heal your people, Lord God, your women, Lord God, your queens, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. I thank you for Tara, Lord God. I thank you for Kiki, Lord God. We just thank you for each and every woman, Lord God, and Monica, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for giving her testimony, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for each and every woman, Lord God, that tuned in to listen to this broadcast, Lord God, the women, Lord God, that will hear the replay of this broadcast, Lord God. We're thanking you, Lord God, that lives are, will be changed, Lord God, and asking all these prayers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Oh, such a powerful time. We just thank you, Lord, for even being here with us. This was awesome. So awesome. Um, you guys, we are gone. Yes. Yeah, it's 829. We actually ended on time. I'm so excited. And we lost Andrea so quickly. Oh, man. But um, I'm going to put our outro on. And thank you guys for joining us. Please tune in next week, 7 p.m., same place same time and we're out mm -hmm.